And we are live on the internet, on YouTube. Hey everybody, welcome to Insufferable Bastards. My name is Carlos Danger for the purposes of this broadcast, and I'm joined by my co-host, the very happy, never grumpy, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. Special guests, we're going to be talking about Terrifier, and I've said many times before, Brian is a special effects makeup artist, as is... Our other guest returning to the podcast after a very long absence, Mr. Pete Gurner. Hello, Pete. Hello. And then last but certainly not least, from Mondo, Mondo Creepy on YouTube or on what's the channel now, Matt? OSI 74 on Roku. OSI 74 on Roku. It's the writer, director, producer, editor, you name it, he does it. Matt Masto from Mondo Creepy. Hello, Matt. Hello. Greetings and salutations. So we're going to be talking about, like I said, Terrifier. I am very excited to talk about this, particularly because, I mean, this is a gore movie. It's a gore hound's dream, I assume. And we have two gore guys to talk about it. Although only one of them saw it. Brian, what happened? We were all assigned this movie Friday and you Friday just Friday night you tell me that I'm supposed to watch it. It's what Friday morning. Got... See, for me, he's freezing up. Things going. I had things to do today. Yeah, things to do. Couldn't watch it uh, last night. Couldn't watch it at all today. No. You got to give me a more lead time for that. I'm, I've been busy lately. All right. So I, I saw it on, what is it called? Screenbox? Is that what it's called, Matt? Screenbox. So how did you find out? Like, what was your experience, Matt? Let's start with you. And I'm going to go try to share this on Twitter and all those other places to let people know we're live. But how did you encounter the first Terrifier? On Netflix. Uh, just clicking around the horror movie section. And I saw this thing with the clown and there are a lot of low budget, evil clown horror movies out there. And at first glance, I kind of rolled my eyes and then you really kind of click around Netflix and you realize like, this really is the only independent horror film on Netflix. And you start to wonder, how did this get here? And what's this all about? And then I started and then I played it. And then I didn't even know until about a few weeks later that it was sort of becoming this kind of phenomenon within the horror world. And then I, everybody was talking about it. It was probably about uh, 2018. Yeah, let's say 2018 is when like the buzz caught on. It does feel to me, and excuse me as I try to do eight things at once, but I, I feel like, yeah, I didn't know anything about the first Terrifier until I logged on to my Netflix account one day and they were pushing it like crazy. Every time I logged on, front and center was that iconic looking clown you know art the clown so as big as you know everyone's surprised this movie that was made on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget is making uh, so far i think 8.6 million dollars that but budget's look, kind of misleading i think when you look at it from the perspective of that it had netflix not banking it but behind it upon its initial release the first movie in 2016 it's not so surprising i mean this is a movie that people have been they've wanted that gore uh, itch scratched for a long time, I think. So what were you saying? The budget is misleading. It was really a million dollar movie. Well, going to create controversy for, for the second one. They raised 250,000 via Kickstarter. Most people are just talking about that, but they had already had some money, probably, I think at least a hundred thousand dollars. And then they got the partnership with bloody discussing. Like I knew about the screen box thing six months ago when I saw a press release and it pretty much seemed that they were in partnership with bloody disgusting. And if you look at the production value of the movie, it's way more than $250,000. I would say it's probably 
three quarters of a million, if not close to a million. Hmm. Just from the I'm, look of it. I'm getting some weird audio. I don't know if anybody, is anybody else getting weird audio on this or is it just me? Matt's audio broke up a little or no? Really? That's just me. It might just be me. Up a little bit, yeah. It did All break right, up. So it's not just me. Uh, so Brian, we have anybody in the chat saying hi or anything like that. We are live. I would like to greet people if they're there. We have uh, four people. We have uh, four people. Uh, <laughs> we have four people watching. And why do I podcast? I saw he commented something. What up? Why do I podcast? That guy's awesome. Already, I'm not, <laughs> unless I have to keep refreshing, I'm not seeing anything. Maybe try refreshing it once. I saw, I saw that uh, already. But why do I podcast? Is a stuttering John. Well, it's not just stuttering John. He's been getting some great interviews lately. He was the podcast a couple of weeks back screened the show or the movie one too many starring uh, stuttering john and since then he interviewed cardiff electric really good interview he just interviewed the guy aaron from steel toe radio it was a very good interview and then one other that's not uh, oh husey he uh, he interviewed husey the great irish i guess he's a comic or podcaster guy with the really quick uh, irish wit all right so that's, that's i think it's it's pronounced husey i think it's pronounced husey what did I say? Husey. I'm going to say Husey. I'm going to say what I'm I want. Say yeah. All right. So again, Terrifier 2. Let's strangle that dog by the end of this. It's written, directed, and edited by the great Damien Leone. It stars David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown, Lauren Lavera as Sienna, Elliot Fulham as Jonathan, and Sarah Voigt as Barbara. That's the mother. I think that's the core crew of people there. There's associated uh, other characters who are just basically brought in to get butchered, but I don't know. I guess we'll go around and ask people what we thought of this uh, or what you thought about it. I mean, from my perspective, like I said, if you're into gore movies, this is one of the goriest movies in years. And it's not tongue in cheek. It's not necessarily a comedy. It's a straight ahead gore movie. Matt, what's your take? I like this movie. It, it doesn't apologize for what it is. It doesn't pretend to be something it's not. I think a lot of people, especially the last month, were very disappointed in a lot of the reboots and sequels to big franchises because in one way or another they weren't exactly what they wanted it to be you asked for a halloween movie and you got some other thing about some kid going bad uh oh, the texas halloween chainsaw ends. massacre music uh movie earlier on in the year was just Netflix. like some weird commentary about social media and influencers and had wasn't really necessarily the texas chainsaw massacre so here's a slasher movie that's just a slasher movie it's not doing anything self-aware or getting meta with its own concept. It is what it is. And it offers you all the thrills and, that, and all the gore that you could ever possibly want to see in a slasher movie. Pete, what was your take on it, especially as someone who's worked in the business, who's done gore gags himself, along with uh, Mr. Spears up there, what did you think of this flick? It is essentially a gore hound film. There's no story. There's nothing. There's nothing there. It's very lame. It just, uh, it, it's, uh, it's gore porn and that's it. Now, is because that, do you, you say that I, I agree with you. I agree with you, but is that, is that a good or, or bad thing? It, uh, it's, well, I think it's great for, uh, Damien Leon because he's figured out how to tap into a, an audience that he's, you know, he's up to what, 8 million bucks right now yeah 8.6 million at the box office allegedly right like i mean it's like dude art the clown oh come on it's whatever 
whatever. Oh, wait, wait, let me read. We got a couple. We got Marco DiMartino saying, yo, how y'all doing? Hello, Marco. Why do I podcast? Good evening. Hello, son of Billy Wagner. Famous uh, in the Kevin Brennan world. Art was good at All's All's Hollow's Eve, I thought. The first Terrifier to me was just okay. He hasn't seen this one yet. Uh, And then Tony Sal says, what's up? And then somebody says, oh, Stevie Lou. I had invited Stevie Lou in here, the stand-up comic, to talk about this because he's a horror buff. Just saw your message. I haven't seen Terrifier, so my opinion is crap here. That's okay. We're all probably too hammered to talk about this anyway. So, Pete, Pete, you're negative on this, though? You're negative on this movie? No, no. No, I'm very positive. Okay. Good for Damien Leone for uh, finding that audience. Uh, What I've been doing is I've... I researched Damien Leone. I'm like, oh my God, he's done Frankenstein versus, uh, what is it? Frankenstein versus Mummy. And then uh, what's the one you just said? Oh, All Hallows Eve. Yeah. All Hallows Eve. I, I, like, I want to watch these now because I'm like, holy shit, this guy is making tons of money. I, like, I want to see what he can do behind the camera. I do like, and I feel this, uh, maybe this is a stupid comparison, but you know, like, I mean, Stevie Lou's in here, right? He, he was just commenting. And I got, I found out about him because I discovered the Misery Loves Company podcast hosted by the great Kevin Brennan. So it's exposed me to this whole, just since the pandemic started, this whole new world of comedians because I was so done with like John Mulaney and like everything, you, every Netflix special you see uh, that's stand-up comedy wise. I mean, how they're just all the same and there's nothing challenging or different than anything that comes out uh, in the comedy world, or so I thought. And I feel like, yeah, this movie also taps into something. Everyone's sort of sick of safe horror movies for whatever reason. And we want something, an old school uh, gore film like this, you know, whatever that means or whatever that says about us as a society. I don't know. I guess I'm not here to judge, but it is interesting to see that's... this movie. It's like my my son is like 11 years old and, and he's in seventh grade and all his friends want to go see Art the Clown and Terrifier. And I'm like, <laughs> ah. I'm like, it's, it's, you got know. Le- it, it's got legs. It's got legs. It's really it's tapped. Crazy, it's tapped man. into something. It's really uh, tapped into something, right. which, which, which again, I think comes to, it, it comes back to it was the fact that it was on Netflix yeah. that really put this over. I think it's easily going to make at least $10 million in, in its theatrical run right now. I mean, it's already climbing up to nine. There's no reason why it's not going to do another million and then some right now. Right. And they so, just keep like, extending that theatrical yeah, and then run. wait till it comes on Blu-ray, and then it's it's you know there's already I mean I'm sure Shutter is already uh, attacking uh, uh, Damien Leon like hey man we're gonna give you a million bucks to make Terrifier Part Three. Well, it's Screenbox, not Shutter. Or I mean whatever man I'm sure that he's he's being bombarded. Yeah, I think he said he's already he's already planned a sequel that'll be in two parts. It's going he's going the whole uh, the whole franchise route. Right. And great, because, you know, this this one was unwatchable. I hate to say it, but it's just wait, you're saying it's it's you're you're confusing me. Give me. All right, Pete, we got to I'm confused. I'm, I'm giving the guy props for figuring out his audience, but the movie itself and delivering it to the audience. And he's making fucking money. But the movie itself is, I mean, first off, dude, the movie is two hours and 17 minutes long. Okay, it is, it is yeah, it did, it does drag. And I did this on Screenbox. Two hours and 10 minutes is where you have a He's breaking up for me. He's I can't hear him. 
He's breaking it's up. Prideful. It's two hours and ten minutes. Credit roll. Oh, okay. Fuck him in the basement. Yeah, that'll happen two in the basement. And, two hours and ten minutes is the credit roll. Yeah. And then it's like nine. How long? What, what's credits. the credit roll? Say it one more time. Two hours and ten minutes, man. Okay. That's how long it was until you got to the credit roll, and then it was like ninety seconds of credits, and then like another five minute segment. But a big like, segment too at the end there. Spoiler alert! Anyone well, with yeah. Chris Jericho? Well, yeah, it's just right. It's just like, oh my god, this is intense. It's like, who cares? Who fucking cares? I don't know, man. All right, let me share a screen. This is their uh, latest preview for this movie. They've got a like a great. I mean, there's you know, I think it's got a grassroots marketing campaign. Like I've said, based on the fact it was on Netflix, and like my little kids saw it when even they signed into Netflix uh, two years ago or whenever it was on Netflix. But now they're they're doing something different every day. And the latest is that they've they've entered the movie into Oscar consideration. <laughs> How is that possible? Do you guys hear that? Yes. You think that guy's still out there? I'm telling you, it's him. What's up with you and this clown all of a sudden? You're like obsessed. I just want to Terrifier stop. This is, deserves Oscar for this. My thing. favorite one is art should host the Oscars, and for some, it's apostrophe. Yes, I love that they get it wrong. Good job, horror We're fans. Stress-free environment. Yep. So we got that going on. Oh, and that leads me to, I, I don't know, did anybody, so, so Pete, let, let me ask you this. I want to nail you down if you had to, if we're rating this from one star or zero stars being the worst to four stars being the best, how many stars would you give Terrifier 2 at this point? Uh, as a movie? Uh, uh, yeah. Like, like uh, as a movie, two stars. Oh, so you're uh, differentiating a, again. Okay, okay. No, it, gotcha. Because it's, it's it's literally if uh, ten stars, if you know, if you're if I'm rating like uh, gore porn, which is all it is, it's ten stars. As a movie, what if you combine the two and had to come up with a a, a star system or a final rating? I'd give it like a nice six and a half. A six and a half. All right, that's pretty good. One thing I, I no, my favorite. No, 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 no. I take that back. Uh, no, uh, like a four and a half. Four and a half. Okay, yeah, because I think I give. I think I put four as the maximum. So you've gone. You're like going to eleven Spinal Tap style. No, it's. I mean, it's a shitty fucking movie, man. It's, it's a terrible right, here, fucking movie. But the guy, you know, the guy nailed it. What about the actor, that David Thornton guy? I thought he. I think he's incredible. I, I think mean, he's incredible. Well, especially when you compare it to like uh, Art the the Clown, the guy who plays Art the Clown. Yeah, I love that guy. Here's my favorite, my favorite scene in the movie. Can you guys see this? Yes. All right, good. Can't do that with Amazon. That's why I couldn't play any clips from One Too Many last week. So this is the main uh, protagonist. Uh, She's in a Halloween store trying to buy a Halloween costume stuff <laughs> and art had confronted her uh, downstairs and sort of freaked her out. And he's lurking. 
Come on! This movie made me laugh. He's so, so over the top. He's so charming. Sir. If you're going to put that in your mouth, you got to pay for it. That's right. All right, so I just thought I, that 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 scene cracked me up. That you have all this gore happening in the in the scenes preceding that. That I really liked, and I like the fact that after the opening scene where he butchers somebody with a hammer, he goes to the laundromat. That laundromat scene where he he puts the quarters in and then it strips naked. Yeah. That was that was great. I like. I, I mean, I don't know. I I agree. I really like this movie. I mean, the only the only real complaint I have it is like Pete said, it just goes on for. It's just a little too long they could have taken 25 minutes out that nobody would have missed. Right. Yeah. And I guess, Matt, do you think it's an improvement over the first one? Uh, it's definitely more expansive. Uh, whatever they, whatever the budget was, it's definitely all on screen, uh, which is pretty, which what impressed me the most, especially like the, the whole fun house <laughs> sequence. Um, it, it's all there. It's all on the screen. Um, it's a bigger movie. So to kind of compare it is a little bit apples and oranges, I would say, but I think it did everything that the last one did and did it better. Then some other uh, comments in there. Son of Billy Wagner says, hopefully with Stancil home, there will be another sad Chad soon. That is a reference to uh, Ski Mask Collective. This is from people commenting on, on this video right now. They do a series on the stand-up comic Chad Zumach called Sad Chad. Uh, Stevie Lou says the horror genre stock is rising. You had Malignant last year, X, Pearl, Terrifier 2, and Barbarian all this year. It's a new golden era. And I, I watched Barbarian, both of these yesterday. I really like Barbarian 2. Uh, why do I podcast? Asks, is Carlos lighting supposed to be spooky? No, I got eight chins and, and crazy acne, dude, so I'm hiding. And then Tim Downs says, hi, everyone. So uh, I wanted to, one thing I saw today was that the actor who plays Art the Clown, his inspiration was actually from a terrible children's show called Lazy Town. I don't know if you guys, I mean, you've probably seen the meme of uh, Robbie Rotten. He's like, Lazy Town, it's, the concept is... I know Lazy Town. <laughs> I am not aware of Lazy Town. I know Lazy Town. You know, there's no point even me explaining it. it, it it's, it's a weird uh, children's program. The... Yes. Yes, and so yes. apparently now the, the actor who plays Art the Clown, Tord, was the understudy for the guy who plays Robbie Rotten in Lazy Town when the guy was playing the Grinch, I guess, in a traveling play or musical of some kind. So I just wanted to... And now when you watch Lazy Town, you can't help but see glimpses of art in there. Here's the dude. There he is. How do I get rid of that web page? Hmm? Ah! Maybe this! Not him! 
I could watch that for hours. If anybody's high right now, yeah, have it's interesting. I, you, could, you could to, you could totally you, see it. You yeah. can see it, right? Yeah. I, I, I can't say enough about that dude's performance as Art the Clown. You know, just uh, I mean, to not speak and to do all those gestures and to draw heavily on silent film stuff. It, it's really good. And I usually hate, like, I can't stand Jim Carrey. Like, I don't like Jim Brewer when he does all the rubber face stuff. You know, but this guy really it works. It works in that character. Did anybody think any of the gore was uh, over the top or anything like that? Oh, come and, on. And, Are you serious? Well, of I course. guess my let, let me let me rephrase that though. It's absurd. Uh, in terms of the amount of time that some of the kills went on, I mean, there's one kill there where he he enters a, a high school student's uh, bedroom and basically phalaser and it goes on for th wait is that the right word like a fish i mean when you cut not sure yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yeah uh, it was like it goes on for three minutes yeah, it goes on forever is that a bad thing though because we're so used to we grew up in the gore movies the direct video releases of the 1980s street trash and things like that where it wasn't they didn't spend as much time but now you got a special effects gore guy making the movie and man and like nobody ever really dies they're always like coming back somehow even though their their heads been severed or their arteries oh have been. oh my god their heart's been taken out of their chest they're still breathing it's like what the fuck's going on here it's fucking crazy i laughed through all over of the top it, i i, I laughed so too but the fucking top i'm like man i can never show my kid this and then one thing I wanted, because we got our producer up there, Brian. Brian, are you seeing any of these comments? I'm wondering. Yeah, you're the one oh, reading right. them all. I'm just, I just I'm... wanted to. Brian's got some attitude going on up there. I'm getting all these vibes from him. But you, I, I put on Twitter earlier today in 2007, Brian, you work with this guy. You guys are listed one on top of each other, both literally and figuratively, on the movie Raptorius, which was a horror film, supernatural sort of horror film, kind of like 8 Mile meets I don't know what. Directed by one of the Jerky Boys, right? Yes, Kamal Ahmed. Yeah. What's your story there? What was the movie about? How'd you get it? Yeah, I mean, and you, you kind of saying... summed it up. Uh, was I did a tooth cast for another makeup artist out in LA. That makeup artist couldn't be there. I went in and filled in a few things, made a few masks. I never worked with Damien. We never had, we never crossed paths. He might have made something. We never, we were never. Brian's breaking up for me. Is he breaking up for you guys? We're on set at yeah. the same time. It was one of the movie, you know, a movie that took. Um, Motherfuckers, a lot of people shitty ass internet connections. God damn it! Now, Brian, did you? Is he known though? In the because you're a special effects guy working in New York. Is he? Is he a known quantity? I know in him New through York? the. I know him about because of the Terrifier. I'm not saying I'm known either, though. So it's not like it's kind of. But I mean, it's a small world. I was, I, I assume. Right? I mean, I never a ton. We never cross paths. Like, have, did I hear his name from Kamal? Sure, but just from Kamal, and that's you know not knocking him. We just weren't in the same circles. All right, cool. And we went. Didn't we go to that premiere? Of of uh, I wonder. Maybe maybe we were sitting next to the future director, writer, editor of Terrifier we One and some, Two. Yeah, I think we went to. It was a New York Horror Film Festival. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. That was, yeah. All right. I ended up running down the street to New York. And that was Plague. That might have been Plague Town, too. Cool. So, no stories. No stories about Damien. I Damon, mean, I never, like Damon. I said, I wish I could sit here and say that I knew the guy. I have no, I mean, good luck for him, but I, uh, you know. Yeah. What do you think? Because you're, you're a makeup artist I'm guy. Not, I wasn't you, dying to see this movie. 
Yeah, that's what I'm kind of. I'm surprised you guys are throwing a wet blanket on this. I thought this would be a celebration. Oh, we have two special effects makeup artists. One of their own wrote and directed this movie, and it's it's making eight point six million dollars. Yeah, it's taking like. the whole the world by storm, um, and you guys are like. I mean, again, I mean, I'll see it. Get all Chad Zumak on us. I wasn't There's in a, a rush to that. see this. I also just think it's you know, it's a little lower common denominator horror. But isn't that what people want right now? Enough. I, 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 don't, I, I never forget A twenty four. I like that it sticks. That. It sticks a stick in the eye. A twenty four. They eats it. Isn't and that I, good? And, and that's where I liked about. But see, here's the thing. It's like this is the big fat Greek wedding of horror movies. Um, and I admire him for that. Because I work with a ton of guys and I will get calls from a ton of people that will try to make this movie. But that's where Damien has talent. Like, I don't necessarily agree with this. I do think what you guys are talking about, the actor's performance and who plays art, art is what brings this. It's finally we have a horror icon for the new millennium. Um, I just, you know, I, I never liked Hatchet. I never liked Friday the 13th. We bash those movies here left and right. Well, I, I think this is way superior to both those. Well, what I think it is, is it, it's a movie that it sets out to kind of pay homage, rip off, if you will, movies, those grindhouse movies of the 80s and those cheapy movies. He just does it right. Like he does it like, yeah, like, do you know how like L.A. Confidential? No one can make that era of movies. Brian De Palma tried it. No one can make that. But LA they can't. They can't. Yeah, they, they always fail making the specific James Elroy written. Yeah. So yes, like tales. It's, he has something and I give him that's what I, I admire. I like the first one. I don't think it's a great movie, but there is something endearing about it. And it might be the whole story of it. It might be that it's going crazy, you know, but like, you know, a quote unquote bigger producing company will not le ever let this guy make a movie that, no. you know, Blumhouse would never, ever let this yeah. guy make this movie this way. So he I knows that. He, I think he he plays off that. And I think I, I hope he keeps making things like this. But the other thing is it will send a trigger effect and there'll be a bunch of shittier movies. Yeah. Shittier effects. At least this guy knows what you know what I mean? Like I never minded the gore gags because, you, you know, the guy that's building the gore gags, you know, he knows what he's doing a little bit. You know what I mean? There's there's uh, he knows like this is the production value. I'm going to need to you know, I want to show this off like he understands that aspect of it. But I do think there'll be a lot more copycats out there that will be poorly executed. That will be poorly executed, and you know, kind of like how everyone ripped off Tarantino in the '90s. Like it, it's gonna steamroll where we'll. Like for me, I want to work with this guy if he ever got a huge budget. You know what I mean? Like, you know, because right now I'm sure he has a small enough crew and some small people and, and connections he has, so they're like right at that same level. The, I want I'll get a call for a movie just like this, but they'll not want to pay us. Pete go Pete and I go through this all the time. So this hit it. He knocked it out of the park. This is my big big, you know, whatever that big fat Greek wedding success story. This is amazing. And it's good for the horror genre. I'd much rather see this guy art over saw, whatever that guy for jigsaw, whatever that, you know, these new oh, icons franchise, that we're creating. Yeah. Like yeah. like art is more deserving i think for some of that and he does like for for somebody that wants to make that low budget horror movie he's like he got it i just like I, and this know. is not a movie and, and, like, and some of that is a sucky story you know what i mean i'm, I'm not like you know i mean you know we're i'm not definitely not praising the story yeah the story is not to be praised listen i loved 
text uh, uh Toxic keeps Avenger. it simple. Yeah, I love Toxic it Avenger, and it's that's yeah. a sleazy movie. It's a dumb movie, you know. But there's something endearing about those things. I think what really shines through with Terrifier son, one and son two, of Billy, I you know because I'm not I want to do my job. Son of uh, Billy, <laughs> what is Spears' attitude? What, what you don't have to be here. Did any of you guys like uh, Laid to Rest, Chrome Skull? I didn't, so I'll say that. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's a Laid to Rest uh, franchise. It was another you know a, another a makeup artist actually who just passed away not too long ago created a whole horror like uh like a bunch of movies and the chrome skull was the the lead character whereas i think he was trying for something he's trying for what damien actually succeeded in yeah i i was just gonna say like i think that what would really sets this guy apart is that you can tell there's a love for the genre in there that shines through Yeah, robert hall sorry yeah robert hall was the name of the makeup artist billy wagner son was of he billy like wagner. a new york based guy no he was an la guy he did all like the buffy he started with angel he did a bunch of studio films he did angel for years yeah almost human was his uh shop oh no kidding okay yeah so uh yeah go ahead matt i was gonna say the hype around this movie and, and the way and it's kind of trajectory uh kind of reminds me of the Blair Witch Project when that was like just a, a brand new thing and it had that internet buzz when people were still just trying to figure out the internet. You know, that's like kind of, you know, once in a while a movie will come along like this, and it, but it's like hitting the lottery. Well, this is after right the Blair Witch. This yeah. like creates memes. This is a movie in this generation where we're a meme, we get our news from memes. This movie is perfect for the meme world. But this is the second one. I mean, let's not lose sight of the fact that it's it's now a home run twice. I mean, this one is the second one is is like out of the universe. That's why the he was, was able to raise park. so much money on Kickstarter. But I think one thing I wanted to ask the when you look at like Rotten Tomatoes and the critical reaction to the first one is pretty mixed. I think it has like a fifty six percent. I could be wrong from critics on Rotten Tomato tomatoes and now whatever that was 2016 and now however many years later it's got very positive reviews i think it's got like an 88 percent it just shows you critics are going downhill well it, are they just riding the hype train that's what i want to know do are we being forced to say i mean i like the movie i apparently i liked it more than you three which i didn't i didn't think i'd be i was like, like i was i, like I was just searching for people do. who didn't like this movie i didn't realize it would be everybody with me i like this movie but, just as much as you do oh okay all right, but what do you think? I mean, what, what? Why is that? Why? Why are people? Is it just critics are, are riding the hype train? Is or is this that much better than part one? I didn't think. I I thought I have they a were very cynical comparable. idea about that. I think they're just looking for some kind of blurb that they can get some some you know some quote that they can get their name under that'll get uh, in, in some other publication or, or something like that and spread. That's why I think they're jumping on that train. Let's play the scene. Uh, I'm not going to play all of it. Go ahead. My my one thing is. Like the Hollywood version of a clown is it. And I think we're all sick of that. And I think this movie kind of yeah. gave us that scary clown again. Somebody, so somebody sounds like they're having a stroke. Is that Pete? You're breaking up. I think that was the movie. Oh, was it? It's just they're all I just love that we got a naked slasher. What has that ever know, happened dude, before? But it's, it's still a I don't two want to get hour, flagged for a minute long movie. 
I don't want to get flagged for nudity. It is a two two hour and, and twenty minute movie, yeah. But I can put that aside. You know, I watched it at home. It's hard to put that aside, dude. Come on. Let me I just. I'm trying to enjoy myself. It didn't feel movie. like a two hour movie to me. It felt like three. Or you? No, I, I did feel the two two hour seventeen. It felt thing. like a four hour movie to me. It did. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. But let me ask you some plot wise. I was really lost on. Art supernatural. What was there going is on? No plot. <laughs> all right, but all right. The supposed the, the there were allusions to something supernatural happened. Like Art's eyes are glowing. It's in the poster. What was the deal that I and why the father may have? I was really confused, but, but it didn't matter because I just I just wanted to see people chopped up coolly. Apparently, like Reddit, there are a whole bunch of theories and that was anonymous. Damien Leone posted the other day on Facebook. He's like, I know people have a lot of theories. If you listen to the commentary track on the Blu-ray, I actually like explaining. He said, but I kind of regret that I did that now because I have to put all that into, into the third one. Did you guys get it though? Or were you just kind of like, so did you understand you what was happening? So nobody yeah, got it either. Okay. No. no, of course not. All right, let I me play. the Blu-ray's out right before It was literally right a hot Christmas. chick walking around in that costume. And art a clown. That that was it. That's a good time to me. All right, let me uh, share. This is the director talking to Chris Gore of Film Threat fame. I thought we'll just play like a minute of this. I thought it was a pretty good conversation. To the past, like '80s horror. What inspired this? What inspired Terrifier Two? Not just the story, but also just the look. And by the look, I mean like I, I was paying attention to like the decor in the kitchen, which yeah. made me laugh. Because it doesn't look like a modern kitchen, you know? Oh, my God. I mean, those are – listen, I'm – I mean, I was born in 84, but I still consider myself – I mean, I was, like, tapped into the major – Don't you hate this guy because he's he's 10 years younger than us, doesn't it? I I hate him for that reason. (laughs) Way more successful, younger, skinnier. Very early on. Like, two – I have memories from two – my mother named me after The Omen and was obsessed with horror movies. So she showed me horror movies from the time I was like two, three years old. No joke. And it was, but it wasn't just horror movies either. It was like Jaws, but uh, Commando, Robocop, Rambo, Beastmaster, uh, Red Sonia, which played a huge part in terms Chad Zumok's Red Bar special. Red Bar, Red, whatever the hell it's called. Dry Bar, Dry Bar special. Love for the Sienna character and where I took her so i mean i've been watching horror movies since i'm a little kid and obsessed with 80s horror movies and then i would say about the time i was seven i was already obsessed with uh you know jason freddie michael myers all the usual slasher suspects and uh i would always rent vhs tapes and when uh i had friday the 13th part six and at the beginning of friday the 13th part six they had the uh coming attraction to tom savini's scream greats which was an hour-long documentary on the behind-the-scenes, him creating Jason and uh, the Monsters and Creep show. And when I saw that, like a... All right, there's two makeup uh, effects artists that are on this podcast right now. I mean, come on, doesn't that doesn't right. does that does that stir the emotion with you guys? Oh, I that's what I like sure. about him is well, that... he's, he's old school. He sticks by it. He's not. He's doing it for his love, and I think that's why it comes through. I think that's why the movie movie's successful. Do you guys remember that Tom Savini thing? I, I don't know. I own it. Yeah. So it is like a Bible. It is like explain it to us because a lot of people watching this yeah. won't know what he's talking about. Well, I mean, they, what he's talking about was Fangoria did two videos. They did one on Satanism. I think that might have. And then they did one on Savini. The Savini one was, you know, legendary, you know, like it was just kind of clips of his movies and like clips of him. I think it opens up. I think that's where, where he sh- 
talks about killing some people for a living and he like pulls off the shotgun blast to the head from maniac but yeah i mean those were all like and that's where you you know tom savini you know he was one of those guys that put you know was was more of a gore well he was the king of splatter as fangoria called him he was you know on letterman always doing gags just turned 76 i think yeah he was like Vietnam rock veteran, and, rock God and bless roll. Him. You know, he was like heavy metal. Like, you know, he was, he was a, especially for like the young makeup artist. He, he seemed somewhat accessible, and he brought makeup effects, like more like magic tricks to makeup effects. There's way more better artists out there, but I think like Pete and I will definitely say that like he was one that drew us in. You know, he's he's kind of like pot if you do drugs and then you you find out that there's better coke somewhere else. He was the first effects guy that I was ever aware of, like even like really little. I was like seven years old. And I remember there was a show on Nickelodeon called Livewire. It was kind of like Phil Donahue for kids. And he was a guest on it. I remember that. It was like right after Friday the 13th. And he came on and showed a bunch of his stuff. And like, I don't know, he was like the first guy I ever remember. Tom Savini. Tom Savini. All right, so that's my dog barking upstairs. I apologize. The other and, thing uh, I just to- so you know, Stevie Lou is commenting. He's got uh, to Tom Savini, you know, the Godfather of Gore. And um, you know, of course, Pete and I know this stuff. And uh, he does mention that he did uh, Night of Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead. He did Day of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead. Night he was in uh, Vietnam, but he did eventually direct the 1990 version. And there's a whole other there's a whole other controversy with that one, right? With Tony Todd sure speaking of cocaine. Yeah, yeah. There's some controversy with Tom Savini directing it, but I did go back on Halloween. I watched Night of the Living Dead again. That one's grown. I, I always hated that as a kid because it was black and white, old fashioned. But that's really uh, risen uh, over the years. Screw Day of the Dead, though. I hate that. All right, so the next one, I want to play a quick clip. <laughs> yeah, Day of the Dead sucks. I love Day of the Dead. shit. I know. I'm, I'm like the yeah, only you guy. Also like three, you, you are also the only like, guy. You also like three o'clock high. That's another. Oh, you know. fuck I off. love three o'clock fuck high. Three o'clock high. No, amazing. two moon junction. All right, wait. You guys here's... probably listen to Depeche Mode too. Wait, what did I do here? I just I saw them in concert. All right, I want to share the screen. I want to share a little guy or a guy known as Richard Christie talking about this made the rounds on the internet, uh, talking about Terrifier 2. This is a weird clip to me. Just uh, for anybody listening, I am going to pause it and talk. I know people hate when I do that, but I'm going to do that and movements are so goddamn scary is art the clown a human being or is he some otherworldly kind of dude well see that's what that's what makes a perfect horror movie to me that's why i love the original halloween so much because you think he's a human being right and then he turns out to be more than just a human being and i i'm i could cry thinking about that i fucking love that (laughs) i love when a movie takes you somewhere that you're not expecting so listen to this i gotta play this now maybe that this video is edited but what really shocked me about that i mean i don't watch howard stern don't listen to howard stern anymore i haven't in, in a very long time but brian as somebody who who listens every day did they all start making fun of him i mean back in the day i mean the guy crying over a horror movie that would have been two days every show for the next two days would have been wall to wall making fun of richard christie uh, they don't have time for that because there's, you know, it's more of an interview show, so it's very much uh, formatted. So no, they did not all goof on him. Because like I think Robin they, gives yes, that I think look. they make fun of him, but they're also, you know, they're doing this out of Zoom. You know, you can't. It's people can't walk in anymore. And they would have made a soundbite that would have lived forever. 
on the show. Right. And like, like that was, I, I couldn't believe I'm, I'm like, Oh my God, this guy's crying over this movie. I mean, I love Richard Christie as much as anybody, but and that, I, was I, their, that really uh, disappointed me. That was really the news of that clip is the fact that Stern didn't stop everything he was doing to make fun of him for the next hour. You know? And I mean, I think they goofed on the movie enough. I mean, it was a much, I'll, I'll put it this way. The segment went way longer than I expected it to. So it was kind of refreshing just to get some movie talk. So All right, and then here was something other than The Bachelor. So it here was, was kind Christy. Of, sorry, I spoke yeah. over you. Yeah, play the rest of that. Dude. Here's Christy. This is a couple minutes later, and now he's talking about the Halloween theme. Fred, that's the greatest song ever that you're playing right now. That is my favorite song of all time. You seem to be getting emotional as this song I, is playing. I do. It means so much to me. John Carpenter, I grew up on his movies. My <laughs> parents used to take that. My parents took me to see... John Carpenter's The Thing at the drive-in <laughs> when I was eight, and it fucking blew my, blew my mind and made me a lifelong horror fan. It made me, this is why I cry, this is why I'm so passionate. This song, let's listen and watch you cry. It's endlessly entertaining. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> this is art. Beautiful, Robert. Anyway, yeah, so that was that clip. I just wanted to share that. Uh, <laughs> real quick uh all right so what else do i got what else can we say about terrifier 2 i liked it i mean i would give it if i had I liked to, it i would give it i would give it three stars out of four my only complaint is that it goes on for for a little too long it's but uh, it's enjoyable two and a half hours long two hours and 17 minutes i agree three stars feels like it's like on a little four long. hours long all right, so here is I came across. This is the an interview with I think the kid's really good too. By the way, the little kid, yeah. I thought he he's as good and he seemed as real, actually more real than like the kids in Stranger Things. His name is Elliot Fulham, I guess. What, I don't the know younger if brother. Yeah, I thought the younger brother was he really seemed like a genuine, you know, like a real tenth grader. You know what I mean? How awkward he was and all that. I thought he was a really good character and something different for a horror movie i also like the fact that the main character whatever sienna no love interest they went kind of john carpenter in the thing there she's not interested there's nobody like there's no like guy she's pining after there's none of that which is different if you look at the opposite end of that is halloween ends which throws in a ridiculous uh love story so let me share this real quick We lost all our audience spirits. Maybe uh, have, maybe doing this hammered is The fact that she's a fighter and also the fact that she's kind of insecure. I'm like, yeah, I, I get that, girl. I'm like that, too. By the way, this is from two years so ago. Right. And she's hot and she's like the whole, whole reason to watch this movie. I think I think Pete said that, right? Pete just said yeah. she's hot and she's the whole reason to watch this. I did, this. yeah. Okay, heard you. Awesome answer. We're having some technical difficulties. Yeah. If you could act alongside any of your heroes in a future project, who would you pick? Wow. Oh, my God. Any of my heroes? Wow. Oh, I, I just like the kid. If you could act alongside any of your heroes in a future project, who would you pick? Wow. Oh, my God. Any of my heroes? <sighs> so, I can't. I can't even answer that. Um... Oh God! Uh, well, Jackie Chan, I would love to act with. I'm obsessed. <laughs> did, was, was, did anybody have Jackie Chan in the mix? No. I thought it was, nice. for sure it was going to be Nicolas Cage. I thought it was going to be Daniel Harris. 
Meryl Streep with him. I love all of his movies. With John Cazale. I watch Rush Hour like almost every day. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> all I the good Jackie Chan movies you watch with Rush oh, Hour. We're so doomed. We got Rob Halford in the background too, Judas Priest. I see. That's super with, cop. I, I was gonna say. Oh, Destroyer. We got Kiss seventy six Destroyer. That's awesome. Okay. Hey, Sally Field, but I already worked with her. Um, but I would love to work with her more. I didn't get to work with her as much as I wanted to, but definitely. Oh my God, this is so hard. Anthony Hopkins and Viola Davis. I, I don't know. All of them. They're all so good. Awesome. Yeah. Good picks. Thank you. Have you ever had. I want to know who the kid's going to pick. That's what I want to hear. Forget her. He'd say something interesting. He'd be like, I don't know. He's Jimmy Khan, killer elite. <laughs> I don't know. I just said that. He looks like he's in 10th grade, right? I don't, I, I'm not really That's sure. That's that. There's too many technical stuff. I can't hear what you guys are saying. Sorry. All right, let me God look through damn. my notes here. Do I have any other videos I wanted to, I wanted to show you guys? No, I just Son have Son of chatting. Billy Wagner's asking if she has an OnlyFans. <laughs> I have no idea. Pete, do you know that? We, have you probably figured we, that we out in the last 25 seconds? There'll be a whole other episode if there is. <laughs> I was going to say, the other, other thing I have is Chad Zumach's arrest report, uh, but I'm not going to share that. Uh, I, I guess, did you guys want to, because I know I'm talking too much. It's been hard to, we, we've been a little plagued with some of the uh, the Zoom issues and, and various internet connection issues. But are there any points that you guys wanted to make about Terrifier 2 before we call it a night? <laughs> oh, I think man. they're genius with marketing. Uh, it just shows you Facebook still does work. I'll give you that. The guy hit his mark, man. He he nailed it. Uh, he literally nailed it, man. He's he's making what eight million bucks and counting. Uh, and it's uh, you know a movie you never would want to watch. I want to watch <laughs> that's the, That's the whole thing, man. Like, dude, I never. I like the fact I, I admire the guy that he, he's like, he's got that uh, stick to his guns mentality. You know what I mean? I, the other thing I was thinking, and uh, oh, I forgot to mention this, but my thing with Terrifier 2 is this is the type, not, not the exact, don't, don't take this literally, but I'm forever disappointed by whatever Rob Zombie has been coming out with since anything that's not the Devil's Rejects. This whole new halloween reiter reiteration that we saw the last three of them i had such high hopes that david gordon green and uh, what's his name kenny powers would make something different and it was just disappointing. well they made something different it's right but not in a good way not in a, not good, in a way. good way you know it's just kind of disposable and forgettable i like the fact that this guy damien leone or leone however he says his name sounds italian is making something like this is the movie he wanted to make. And I think yeah. that's just awesome. And I think that shows through. Yeah. And as somebody who like hates everybody, I'm really happy that this guy is enjoying such success. Well, he, 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 I agree. He really wears like the movies he grew up with on his sleeve. You know what I mean? Like he really like, whereas, you know, other filmmakers will use the horror industry as a stepping stone or they'll be like, yep. Hey, this is that. Like this guy, and he loves the movies that you're not, you know, that aren't highbrow. Like, and that's what I think is what is cool about it. Like, he's not trying, like, listen, this guy probably would make a great Friday the 13th because he wouldn't try to make it a smart man's movie. You know what I mean? Like, he would make it the movie that you want to see. Like, I, 
I always got bugged by hatchet movies because I didn't think they were funny and they tried to be funny and they they're tried artificial. To be, There's something yeah. very artificial yeah. about those yeah. hatchet and, and they were made by guys that were fans, but they were guys that wanted to be, you know, the, the hatchet movies always felt to me like part of like clips of it are like part of a movie you watch while some, from a movie that somebody's watching and like people it, you're watching a movie and they go to the movies, they go to a horror movie. Hatchet is the movie they're going to go see. You know, and it, and it might be because he's from. He Staten just put Island. his headphones down next to his microphone. I believe that son of a bitch. And, and it might be because he's you know a Staten Island guy in like New York and like he's just like what you see is what you get. And I really like kind of think that's like uh, getting back to Friday the Thirteenth. This movie is a hit in the same week that they just announced that there's going to be a Friday the Thirteenth TV series, a prequel series yeah. on and Paramount, right? Yeah, and why? Uh, Do you right. need to have really know the the secret secret origin of the Voorhees family? Why the mother was the way she was? What really happened, Jason? Who he was as a little kid? No, no. no. Give me a guy in a hockey mask killing teenagers having sex at a summer camp. Or if you're See? not going to give me that, give me an original thing like this, like Art the Clown. Give yeah. me something different. Give me original. something different, but like isn't juices. isn't doing anything that like extra just to for the sake of legitimacy it is what it is all right maybe we should end on this i i should have read this earlier i apologize for all the comments negative comments we're going to get about this episode in advance sorry everybody we tried a live stream all right it wasn't that well organized but this is from shane t lafrench who i invited on but he declined to come on i asked him his opinion of terrifier too he said, yeah, that one's a total piece of fucking garbage. <laughs> Except for some of the kills. I'm shooting children with a machine gun. Pretty tasteless. It's content made strictly to offend. It's definitely not art and has no grace. It's not art. It's Art the Clown. It's Art the Clown. Yeah, to me, that's a ringing endorsement. And on that, I am Carlos Danger. That's Matt Maisto from Mondo Creepy. Where can you where can you find Mondo Creepy on that you can on that Roku? Find it on YouTube and also on OSI seventy four on Roku. And Pete Gurner, thank you very much for making your return appearance to the podcast. And then, uh, as always, Mr. Brian Spears, did you do it? All right, Brian, you were the producer. You were the silent producer. Did you make it through yeah. okay? Yeah. All right. So we'll see you next time. How do I stop recording? <laughs> see ya. Peace. Hi, this is Stutter.